down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Pauline, this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? yippee ki motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! <sighs> Tis not over. We are late, but we are here. What is going on, everybody? Friday night. That's Saturday night for most of you, but hey. It's THT, that's what we do. What is going on, everybody? It's THT Movie Review. I am Boxman, and right there across from me, sitting on Skype, is Anthony. What's up, man? Anthony? Oh, there was Anthony. I'm not sure where he went. There he is. What's going on, bro? There he is. With echo and everything. Perfect. No problem at all, though. It'll go away. We know it will. It always does. Always does. Always. It always does. Always. Always. See, it's gone right now. Anyway. All right. Um, Anthony. So, we're doing Days and Confused last, uh, tonight. That's the movie we decided to do. We've mentioned it, and we said, fuck yeah, we'll do that movie. We're running a little bit late. Had the music going for a little while, and uh, chat room and me have been pretty much talking about the the music from the the mid nineteen seventies. You a uh, you a classic rock fan, Anthony? Yeah, I, pr- I I pretty much like all genres of music except country. Except country. 
Yeah, it's not a racist thing. I just don't like. I just can't get in the country. That's the only no. type of music I've never been able to get into. And the 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 new country isn't even country. It's it's pop country. Pop country. Uh, either country hipster. It's either pop country or the Jimmy Buffett type country. The island drink of beer at five o'clock somewhere. You know that kind of Alan Jackson type yeah. music and. I mean, Jimmy Buffett's making a great living writing country songs right now, so good for Alex him. Parton's tits were not enough to get me to buy a country music album. I'll watch the movie Nine to Five just to see them boobies. Those are <laughs> great looking. Those things are great. Yeah, she had to have them. She had to reduce those things. But uh, anyway, let's let's stick to some of the nineteen seventies music. You know, I I. I Having this show is uh, good in a couple ways. I love talking about movies, but I also am gaining soundtracks as I do it. Um, I mean, this soundtrack here has everything from ZZ Top, Foghat, Peter Frampton, two songs by him, Edgar Winter Group, Free Ride, Alice Cooper, Steve Miller, War, Nazareth, Ted Nugent. Leonard Skinner, Deep Purple, Kiss, Black Sabbath, Aerosmith, Rick Derringer, little rock, little uh, rock and roll hoochie coo. You like the rock and roll hoochie coo, Anthony? Uh -huh. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot tell a lie. There you go. And Weebs reminded me in the chat that uh, Rick Derringer did Hogan's music and uh, Demolition's music too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, an excellent soundtrack. I mean, we're all in here basically rocking out to the soundtrack before the... We've, we've been in here about, about about 50 minutes at this point listening to the soundtrack. And, man, great fucking music at that time. You know, we're sitting there talking about Stranglehold, Ted Nugent. Look, I know the guy's batshit crazy. I don't care. I fucking like the guy. But I mean, what a song! The fucking the 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 you know the bass, the drums, the guitar—it's just a great fucking song, man. Through and through, what a fucking song! But um, you know, we're we are definitely going to talk the movie, but the music to the movie, I think, is uh, a big part of this movie. Um, I don't know. Clearly the I soundtrack mean, adds to the movie. Oh, yeah. And one song I'm surprised is not on the soundtrack is um, Bob Dylan's The Hurricane. It's a, it's, it's, it's a big part in the movie when they walk, the first time they walk into the Emporium with, you know, Matthew McConaughey's looking around the place like he owns the motherfucker. And that song is playing. I'm a little surprised it's not here on the soundtrack. It is surprising. It's very surprising, and this is the fucking, it's Bob fucking Dylan. <laughs> yeah, and this is the OST. So I mean, you know, the the original soundtrack to the movie, uh, and it's not on there. I mean, I I actually have the double disc. That's that's what I ripped the music off of the double disc. So now let me ask you: You think they did one of those? Because remember how back in the day when they did soundtracks, they would kind of like. 
I guess to get you to buy one or the other or get you to buy as many copies as possible, they would do like B-sides. In other words, you would get the CD, but then they would have exclusive music on a cassette, like on a B-side of a cassette. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a this is a two-CD set right here that I, I still have this. I think I bought this like in 1993 when the movie came out. Oh, so you saw listen to movies? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This th- th- this is one that I did go see. So let me oh, ask you, like, you know, you figure almost 25 years later, how's it hold up for you? This movie will hold up forever. You know why? Because it's about the 70s. It's and it's a teen. It, it is, I mean, I guess you could, it's definitely a coming-of-age movie. It's also a teen movie, but it's it's different in a way. I mean, there's so many things going on. There's so many stories going on in this movie that, I mean, it's just, an, uh, this movie, I think, is timeless, in my opinion. I think this movie will hold up forever. That's my opinion of it. What do you think? I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I would agree with that, even though, like I said, the time period is before my time. Mm-hmm. I think you would work, like, I guess the timeline of the movie, you would, you would have been born a year before. Well, but it, the timeline it's of the one of those movies nin- that anybody can relate to, I think. Well, they're saying seniors 1976, so this is 1975 where the movie's, you know, set, and this is the actually the year I was born. Ah. So... You know, I was born summer 1975, so I was probably born when this movie was taking place, you know, dead, dead ah. setting-wise. Uh, so, yeah, man, I mean, this movie's before my time, too, but, you know, it's it's the kind of story, and thank God we're not telling the, the, the dark, pump-up-the-volume stories, Um you know, this movie's stories are much lighter, much better. And there's shit everybody went through in high school. Yeah. You know, just uh, most of the movie is partying. Try. But... Go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to get what? You cut out there. Oh, no, getting laid, getting high. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, like the plot is pretty simplistic, right? Right, and it, it's based in a small town in Texas. Uh, most of the locations were shot in Austin, Texas. Uh, actually, if you go to IMDb and you look up actually the locations, um, they have like the addresses of the houses. You can go right to the houses. You know, Carl's house, all the houses that were used, you can go right to them. They're all still standing. So, you know, if you're ever out in Austin, Texas and feel like visiting the house that, uh, you know, Ben Affleck chased down Carl and, you know, uh, the other kid, then, yeah, you know, Mitch Kramer. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Kramer. Have fun. <laughs> Mitch fucking Kramer. Mitchy, Mitchy, Mitchy. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and fucking start getting into this, because, I mean, this isn't a long movie, but we are late, and uh, I actually have shit to do tomorrow, number one. Number two, the beers are going down like water, sir. 
Yeah, you know, this would be easy. This honestly will be a clip-heavy show. A lot of quotables in this movie. A lot of quotables, but not long clips like last week. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely going to be a fucking great movie. Um, probably, let's go ahead and hit the cast. Give me uh, two seconds here. Let's hit the cast. We've got Jason London, uh, Joey Lauren Adams, who, my God, I love her. Yes. I love her. Her voice, her look. Mm. Um, Mila Jovovich, another fucking amazing, amazingly hot girl. Uh, she's in uh, the movie I mentioned last week, K-9, with Christian Slater. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool, Diane. Mm-hmm. We got Sean Andrews, Rory Cochran, who we've talked about before. Uh, he was in, um, you, most people probably know him as Speedle from CSI Miami, but he was in this movie. He was Slater in this movie, the real, the total stoner. Um, you know, it's kind of a different part for him, but uh, we've talked about him in the movie Black Mass back in the archives if you want to check that one out. So, yeah, we talked about him, too. Completely different character. Um, you know, uh, I, I would call him an underrated actor, you know, but it, it looks like he's starting to get more stuff as he gets older. So we'll see what happens. Glad to see he's keeping his name out there. Cause I do agree. He's an underrated actor. Yeah, definitely. Um, Adam Goldberg, Ben Affleck is in this movie. Uh, young Renee. A very young Ben Affleck, you're right. Um, Matthew McConaughey, obviously, is in this movie. And, I mean, we don't need to go through a ton more because there's, there's a shitload of people in this movie. But, uh, you know, that's the main cast right there. Um, there's actually a uh, YouTube video of the audition for Matthew McConaughey for this movie. Okay, <laughs> And, dude, obviously, everyone who's seen Matthew McConaughey over the years knows the guy's an amazing actor, but this part wasn't too far off from Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> the real dude. He's an advocate for fucking, you know, smoking pot. He's, you know, just, he's a fucking Texas boy stoner. And that's what this part called for was a Texas stoner. I mean, he's a, he's. All, I mean, I, we can't take away that he's always been a good actor, but he's. I've definitely always got the uh, stoner vibe. I mean, <laughs> he just seems like a very laid back dude. <laughs> very laid back guy. You can tell he is, and I mean, you know, he's he's just one of those guys that just seems like a. A sort of roll with it kind of guy, not a uh, you know don't oh, he, don't, don't push the roll issue up kind of guy. Well, yeah, roll it up and roll with it. You know, you know what the fuck, man? Kind of like me. I don't bitch much. Well, I mean, I do, but you know what? You know, yeah, yeah. No big deal. That's how kind of how I am. But uh, yeah, I mean, this part he played just like I said a. A, a boy from a, a dude from Texas who's a fucking stoner, and I believe he was. I I know he's from Texas, and I believe he played football in Texas. So this was him. This part was made for him. 
You know, talk about being born and bred for a part. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of the one of the good things in this. I, I believe this was one of his first movies. Also, um, I'm actually trying to get the uh, as we're doing this. I'm actually trying to find the uh, audition for Days and Confused. There it is, right there. Let me see how long it is. Maybe we'll play it before we even start the movie here. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, it's only a minute and twenty eight seconds. Play it. There's a five minute one, but uh, we can play the minute and twenty eight. So let's let's do that one. There's one he has where he's with Mitch, and uh, I've actually seen the. He's talking about you got a J, man. You got a joint. <laughs> no, it'd be a lot cooler if you did. Here we go. Let's let's let's, let's play some of this. Let me get it loaded up here. Load in. YouTube loading. The week leads you toward. Well, I'm top. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to make this a little louder. Give me a second here, because it's low audio. So let me go here and here. You're gonna get a little feedback, but not not bad. Once it's audio start, I'll turn it down. Yeah. Hey man, whose car is this? You know Bobby? Hey man. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Say man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me one. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Ah, there's Pickford, that stoner. I know he's got some. is one of the greatest lines in the movie and we'll 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 definitely get to that whole scene that's one of the greatest lines in life <laughs> i get older they stay the same age oh yeah definitely definitely i mean when do you think that when do you think that catchphrase should go in effect 35 um like I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't have to be old as Lawler, for example. I'll I, I give you about maybe 35, 40. Oh, I would go lower than that, dude. I would say, like, mid-20s. You need to stop that shit. You're going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 25, 26. Okay. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. If, well, I put it to you like this. What if you're, like, 55 and she's a spry 36 and a half? Oh, well, that's a different story. 
That's a different story. I mean, you're both, you know, adults and, you know, past the age. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But, uh, all right. Let's go ahead and fucking get some of this shit rolling. What do you say, bro? I well, mean, you know, we, we, we've gotten into the cast a little bit, kind of mentioned them, but, um, Uh, yeah, there is an NYPD blue tie-in. Adam Adam Goldberg was in as the reporter. You're right; he was in this. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's 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 start getting into this. Um, again, the movie set in 1975 uh, starts with a great little montage. You got a little Aerosmith "Sweet Emotion" playing in the background, kind of uh, sort of showing you the cast of the movie. You know all the uh, all the guys. Um, you know we got uh, got one of them sitting there making a paddle. Um, Jesus Christ! I shouldn't say one of them because that's actually a main character in the movie, and he's been in a lot of other movies too. That guy, I believe that's Sean Andrews. No, Anthony Rapp. Uh, he's been in a few movies. He was in Too Fast, Too Furious, Paparazzi. He was in this. He was in Pitch Black. Uh, I I haven't heard Paparazzi. Wow. Yeah, that was a decent movie, but uh, Pitch Black. I've been. It's been. It's been on my. uh, Been on my cable, so I've been watching watching that on TV. But um, you know, he he's been in a bunch of fucking movies. He you know, kind of a redheaded dude with a, a pretty distinctive voice. Uh, sort of a New York accent. Um, yeah, you can always tell somebody from New York. I believe he was in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Wasn't he in Goodwill Hunting? I want to say yes, but I'm oh. I'm not entirely sure. Let me because that's one of those flicks I I kind of watched in passing over the years. I mean, I that's not something I go out of my way to watch, even though yeah. it's a good it's a good movie. Yeah, let me get this mouse over here so I don't have to stretch. I'm, I'm pulling up his IMDb. I should have done that already. Oh, wait, that's not him. I got the wrong fucking guy. I'll be goddamned. This just blows. Another good movie. Blow? <laughs> I was watching that the other night. Cole Hauser. Hauser. Hauser? Cole Hauser. That's who I'm talking about. So scratch everything I said about uh, the other guy. Here we go. Yeah, t- Goodwill Hunting, Too Fast, Too Furious, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, he was in Goodwill Hunting. He was one of uh, Matt Damon's and Ben Affleck's friends in that movie. So yeah, yeah. There we go. I thought he was. I just wanted to make sure. But yeah, that's him. That's him. Yes, he was in Goodwill Hunting, Weebs. You're wrong. See, this is why I don't fucking read your te- your fucking chat room shit. See, yeah, that's why. That's why. See, <laughs> wait till February comes around and uh, <laughs> Reeves is gonna get his payback. <laughs> All right, I, maybe I, I don't I don't read it because <laughs> you, you you tend to get me in trouble. Oh, um, God. <laughs> All right, uh, but. All right, yeah, 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 there we go. All right, anyway, Jason London plays Pink, Randall, Pink, Floyd. 
Joey Lornette, Lorne Adams is his girlfriend. Mila Jovovich is Michelle. Sean Andrews plays Pickford in this movie. I gotta uh, say, because uh, uh, you know this is piggybacking off a of point Bobby made in the chat here. Mm-hmm. You think uh, Kevin Smith with the Ghost Rider on this movie? Because there's a lot of uh, there's a Mallrats tie-in to a few people that's in this movie. There is, there is a, a few people, but um, and I don't know if a lot of people didn't believe this was a Kevin Smith movie. I think he said he didn't have anything to do with the movie. They just happened to use the guys. Oh, yeah, dumb luck, but it could definitely pass for a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, this could definitely pass for a Kevin Smith movie. The 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 dialogue, the the producing of it could definitely be Kevin Smith uh, you know, material, but I don't think <laughs> Makes said Kevin Smith was probably ten. No, not when this movie was coming out. Oh, he was in his he, he was in his late teens, early twenties. When did well, when did Clerks come out? That was uh, a year later, ninety four. Ninety four. Wow, go Anthony. So yeah, yeah, he did that. I want to say he did Clerks while he was in college. Mm-hmm. So he would have been in his early to mid twenties. All right. So yeah, he, I, I. I believe he said he didn't have anything to do with this movie, though. I believe he said that on his podcast once or twice before. I believe. I could be wrong. That happened. I have to check this out. Kevin Smith has a podcast? Yeah. The Smodcast. Uh, him and that, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and that Scott Mosier guy. <laughs> Mosier. <laughs> Scott Mosier. Um, actually, this is um, this movie takes place last day of school, May twenty eighth, nineteen seventy six, at one o five p.m. I never noticed they showed that. Yes, I never fucking noticed they fucking showed that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, there you go. I was one year old, not even one. Not even one. I was seven months old when this movie was set um but yeah you know it starts off with randall pink floyd talking to his girl about a party that pickford's having that's the first story in the movie pickford's party so you know pickford's party is happening that night his parents are going out of town pickford and um mila jovovich are uh, I, i believe yeah that's his girlfriend is mila jovovich um, now rumor is they actually like went and like got married during this movie. Wow, that must have been a hell of a <laughs> very very quick. Um, but yeah, then you then we get to meet Slater, the total stoner in the movie. I mean, all of them are stoners, but Slater is like the super seventy stoner in the movie. You know, he's got his brown shirt with the marijuana plant on it. Um, You know, so they're all just sort of coming back from lunch or smoking a joint, whatever. But uh, now we get to meet a couple other guys. This is actually the guy I was talking about first who um, did 
the nerds in the bunch. Um, I actually forget their I, I forget their names and don't feel like really looking them up. But you, you guys know the three nerds and the one redheaded girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm not gonna lie. We were late. I started drinking. They're going down like fucking water. Uh, <laughs> hey, but you know what? It's it, it's a perfect tie-in because we're reviewing a movie called Dazed and Confused. You're right. We are. So this is this, this is gonna be like the uh, stoner episode, folks. Like if, yeah. if if you drink a little, smoke a little, this will all make sense. Everything yeah. we're saying will make sense. It'll flow like water. We're philosophers tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Uh, B Meg is asking if uh, either one of us have ever seen the movie The Stoned Age. Yes, I have. That is the movie I believe where they're uh, in search of the near beer. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. matter of fact, that that's like a future episode topic. We we should do like a a top ten or top ten stoner movie of all time. The top ten best stoner movies of all time. We should do that in April, man, because it's four twenty. Yeah. This movie's more of a stoner movie, though. This movie is a uh like I said, it's. It's a teenage movie. It's a coming of age movie. It's it's a party movie. It's we're basically romanticizing weed. <laughs> hey, <laughs> go easy, brother. And yeah, Weebs is shocked. I'm drinking. Yes, I'm drinking and I'm echoing. Isn't that amazing? But, uh, alright, here's another scene where, uh, oh, there you go, not echoing anymore. This is also another story in the movie where, um, one of Rand Pink, uh, Randall's friends, um, Don, in the movie, um, gives him a thing from a football. These guys are all football players, and he gives him a little, uh, a little thing from football, that says basically that they will not engage in any drug use and this and that, and they need to sign it and uh, have it back to the coach. Um, by the way, I do want to say the pants these girls wore in the 70s were amazing. They were so tight. This must have been the decade of camel toe. <laughs> The decade of camel. Do you think that's where? Do you think this is the decade that the camel toe was invented? We have yoga pants now for camel toe. Ah, but this is probably right around the uh, the invention year because goddamn, they had some tight fucking pants on in this movie, man. These girls, and you know, at one scene it actually shows them putting on their pants with a uh, um. A, a pair of pliers having to lie down and their friend having to put them on. But, uh, you know, Don basically tells, you know, Randall, you know, Floyd, uh, they call him Pink most of the time in the movie, that, you know, everyone's just signed into it even though it's bullshit. Um, and again, this is the last day of school <clears throat> for uh, the juniors that are about to be seniors. And, you know, they show Slater and Woodshop trying to help some dude fix his bong, tells him to use gum. <laughs> gum does work. I have used it before. 
But basically, uh, Don's running around the school trying to uh, get the boys together to go, and they're about to go paddle the shit out of the freshmen. So there, you, but but yeah, that 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 that's what they did. Did you did you have any hazing going into uh, freshman year, Anthony? Uh, I'm trying to think back. Hmm. No, not, 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 nothing too severe. No paddles. No. Nothing at all? Like, no no, no one ever came after you? or. No, I, I think our big thing was turning the uh, book bags inside out. That was annoying. Uh, like, see, like, I... like, like I, I, it was just like little dumb stuff. Like, nothing like, but nothing that, like, scarred me. I'm not in therapy over anything. Yeah, I never had any, like, hazing type stuff. Um... But no, I mean, and I'm surprised because I was I lived in North Carolina, <laughs> you know. But no, never had anything happen. I mean, I was always like I've said before, I was I was skinny, I was short at that time. I didn't start growing until late. So, but you were the you party know, guy, right? You kind of blend, you blended in. I became the funny guy because I had to be something. I mean, I made fun of myself so other people wouldn't. I was that sort of dude. Oh, the defense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, my defense mechanism was beating them to it or showing them it didn't bothering, bother me by taking it a step further. Uh. I still do it to this day. and I, I, I give way less fucks than I did back then. You know, at this point, I'm just like, oh, fuck it. That's me. I'm just going to fucking... You know, my friends always said you can't embarrass Dave. He'll just take it to the next level and make you embarrassed. So, <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, hey, don't be so hard on yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh... my... all right here. I'll, I'll think of the one night that I, I do remember. We were all out camping. Me, uh, like nine or ten of us were out camping. And I go take a piss, and I walk back, and I sit down, and I got two of my buddies on the side of me. And, you know, one of the girls makes a joke like, oh, look, Dave's going to go skiing beside the two guys. You know, she meant, you know, jerk them both off, yeah, ski yeah. and grab the dick. And I just looked over and went, oh, I'll get down and blow that shit. And she's just like, oh, my God. And they're like, yep, don't try to fuck with Dave. He'll just embarrass you back. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'll, I'll just take it to the next level. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's that's actually a, that's actually a good life lesson there. Yeah, sometimes it's better to just do that rather than be made fun of. I I I I, I can't teach my kid that yet, but <laughs> uh, when there's a teen after his age, I'll start teaching him that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, shit, shit, shit happens, you know. But yeah, that's that's more how I was during that. But um, I guess we'll get into the first scene where uh, we get into the group of girls in the bathroom talking about something. And one of the things they were talking about in class was Gilligan's Island. And this is the this is a good scene here. She starts talking about how. Uh, 
you know, Gilligan's Island is all sort of a, you know, people get the, both girls, the Madonna and the whore, and, eh, let's just play it. We'll have some fun with this scene. And there you guys were in class trying to list all the Gilligan's Island episodes without even a hint of irony. When the hell are you talking about, girl? You weren't thinking about it, were you? Gilligan's Island? It's called a male pornographic fantasy. Oh, my. Think about it. You're basically alone on a deserted island with two readily available women. One, a seductive sex goddess type. The other, a healthy girl next door type with a nice butt. So guys have it all. The Madonna and the whore. And women get nothing. We get a geek, an overweight middle-aged guy, some nerdy scientific type. I mean, the professor is sexy. Pig! Come on, There you go. So there you go. That's how girls thought back then the professor was sexy. Um, that's not really a story. That's just something. Now, another part directly after that I do want to get into is um, Mitch Kramer becomes a big part in the movie. And he gets mentioned right here by his sister in the movie. And uh, as the guys are going to haze these kids um she kind of tells them to go easy on them and here we'll go ahead and roll that part too here we go what benny what i have a favor to ask yeah what do you need take it easy on my brother this summer okay <laughs> all of you mitch kramer yeah mitch kramer yeah yeah i'm gonna give him a beating you now get the little kid <laughs> well just don't get him more than the other guys any of you kind of little all right you got our word sis little brother will be okay thanks see you guys <laughs> Benny! These guys, I don't oh, know. Love it. Oh, there's just a little bit of bullshit and all that, right? <laughs> Major bullshit. He's a dead man. He's fucking dead. Shotgun! <laughs> so here you go. They all pack in the truck and head over to the, uh, the junior high school, middle school. Uh, I'm not quite sure what they, what they call it anymore. Do they still call it middle school? Uh, I don't know. No, junior high. Is it junior high now? Yeah, it was middle school back then well, when I went. Um, and uh, basically, they give a, what would you call this, Anthony? A warning? Uh, the... It was a uh, not-so-polite warning. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> there you go. To the, uh, a polite warning to the the incoming freshman and, uh, you know, maybe Anthony was right. This might be a clip fucking heavy night. Uh, let's roll it. Okay, okay you fresh fucks, fucks, listen, listen up. up! It's your lucky day. Usually you'd be spending your freshman summer getting your asses busted and running for your worthless little lives. But this year, because we feel so sorry for you, we're going to take it easy on you and save us all a lot of time. So if you meet here, right here, after school today, you only get one lick from each of us. But you run like cowards. Well, it's open season all summer long, boys. Oh yeah, Mitch Kramer? Mitchie, 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 Mitchie. We're looking for you, pal. Your ass will be perfect for the day is over. Have a nice afternoon. You better get out of town. 
Go spend the summer with your grandparents or something. And here's him and uh, Mitch and his two nerdy friends. Uh, <laughs> they really are a bunch of fucking nerds, but uh, I guess back then they might have been the cool guys. Um, <laughs> basically, who knows? Oh, now they oh, would be the cool guys. Funny. Now the nerds are the cool guys, so who cares? Um, they got now, the money. They do. They got the money now. So, yeah, might as well fucking, you know, go for that shit. Uh yeah, 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 man. Yeah, and, and not to sidetrack, but um, <laughs> since we're talking about nerds, you saw. Oh, I mean, shit. obviously, everybody saw Revenge of the Nerds, right? Yeah, and I didn't even realize uh, another uh, NYPD blue tie-in is Sasha Jensen. Um, was also in an episode of NYPD Blue. What season? Ah, um, uh, season. I don't know. But I know the episode he was in, he was in it with the the dad from the Wonder Years. Ah. I know he was in it with that guy, um, but I don't know what season. I could look it up if you want me to, but I, I know he was in it with that guy from the Wonder Years. Um, so... Yeah, there's another NYPD blue tie-in right there. I did. I just clicked the name and realized it. I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't realize that was him from that movie, but that's him. Uh, that's the guy that plays Don, by the way. The uh, the crazy, crazy friend of the uh, of the bunch. But uh, all right. What's the next fucking scene here, Anthony? Where do we go from here? Where do we go? Uh, this is where we also get to see Ben Affleck pull up. Uh, yeah. Probably, um, probably the most charisma he ever yeah, showed on But film. you know what? Before that, we actually get to see the coach. This is another scene we've got to play. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, we have to play the whole scene. This is going. This this will be a a, a decent chunk of a scene. Um, but uh, by the way, we do have Anthony. I'm sure you've uh, you've already. Uh, who is the? And I do mean when I say this, the token black guy in the movie. Oh, I'm actually looking at the cast, and he's not in here. That I can see. It figures. Oh, uh, I, I can't. I don't. I don't know his name. I mean, I, I mean, I do like. The, I do like the fact that they opened up with a black guy shooting dice, <laughs> and with the afro, and that little clip. I mean, they showed him talking a little bit of trash. You couldn't hear it, of course. They just kind of breezed by him. What do you think he said, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I can't even I can't even make up a, a funny line for that one, but I just like how he was just kind of like, you know, he looked like an extra from Good Times. He was just like, maybe he was like dynamite. I don't fucking know. Damn, extra from Good Times. Yo, for real, like he just had the afro. He was just there shooting dice. You could tell he was talking trash, and they, and they gave him like five seconds. He probably don't get royalties. He probably don't even get royalties. It was just like, nope. Damn, that's just wrong. Yeah, I uh, I don't just see him in the cast. I, yeah, he, he, he I mean, he doesn't look familiar. He, he's not. He's not a name. You know, he doesn't have a picture. 
Maybe, and that's probably why I can't find them. But uh, maybe the picture's too dark. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad you fucking said that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. I said that, folks. The black guy said that made that joke, not a box. <laughs> he and and Weebs is right. The name of his uh, paddle was the Soul Pole. He's <laughs> he's right about that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You know, one of us could just type in token black guy, Daisy Confused, and it would pull right up in Google. Yes. <laughs> All right. Before, uh, before, before fucking this show turns into Charlottesville, let's, uh, let's, whoa, whoa. let's, uh, <laughs> we'll call us the token black guy episode, aka We're... Anthony's departure. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> We're All right. Anthony next week. Uh, All right. It was too soon. Too soon. too soon. Trust me, dude. Charlottesville scared me as much as it scared you. The black guy and the Jew should both be shivering in fear, and I am. Yeah. So have yeah. no fear. I was just as scared as you. Yeah, but seriously, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody out there right now. That, you know. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing funny about that one. Yeah, and... Ah, fuck it. Before we play this, I mean, you know, we were talking last week about the the division of the United States right now. And goddamn, dude, this shows that we've got a fucking problem. And I hate to say this. I don't think we can throw all the blame on Mr. President. We can throw some. But I don't think we can stick it all on him. But um, I don't know. You know what? Let's, let's save this maybe for... Uh, Wednesday or something. Let's not uh, let's not ruin the light mood of the movie. How's that sound? Very cool. Here, you know what? Let's just go right from there to this. Hey, coach. So tell me, any girls gonna be ready to play some football this fall, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, coach. You know, uh, I've been doing so good in English classes. You know, I, I figured I'd take next fall off and become a writer. What do you think yeah. about that? Huh? <laughs> Boy, you wouldn't know how to write your name if it wasn't stenciled on your locker. <laughs> no, seriously, everybody. Now, don't go getting soft on me this summer. You know, you're sitting around the pool all day, chasing a muff around. Break down! Hell, man. My grandmother's quicker and tougher than you pansies. Of course, she's 6'3", 250. Four by 40. What was the matter with you, Floyd? What quarterbacks don't have to do with their cultures say is that it. Dawson, did you give them that pledge sheet? Huh? The pledge sheet. Did you give it to him? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's right here. Well, Randy, if you could get that back to us by the end of the day, we'd feel a lot better about it. And you guys see that he does this, okay? Yeah, no All right, Coach. Okay. Randy Floyd? Before next fall, you're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. You better get your priorities straight. And watch out with that other crowd you're running with. Don't think I haven't noticed. Hey! I want that piece of paper on my desk before you leave here today. Do you hear me? Now, this scene short, sort of uh, shows how these uh, little southern towns are. There's a couple scenes in this that shows how these little southern towns are with the, you know, the the the... the the, the hard-ass coach, and then, of course, the assistant coach is sort of the joking guy. But, um, you know, this also is another sort of a story in the movie where Pink, I guess we'll just call him Pink. I feel like I'm talking about 
fucking reservoir dogs here. <laughs> Pink um, ends up throwing the paper away in the trash, and not in the trash, but just on the grass. And, uh, you know, he doesn't want to sign it. And this is where we meet Ben Affleck, um, who is probably the biggest dick in this fucking movie. Um, he plays O'Banion, and uh, he flunked. And he's a senior again. So he gets to not only go to school again, but beat up freshmen again for another year. So that's another... God damn, how many... Remember when I said this movie is full of little fucking stories? Yeah. This movie is seriously full of little fucking stories. But... um you know, but yeah, so we made O'Banion, uh, and he's another, doesn't have a lot of scenes in this movie, but, you know, this was an early movie for Ben Affleck. It wasn't a, a, a first, but early movie for Ben Affleck. Um, not a lot of scenes, but the scenes he was in definitely were very, very fucking good. Um, you know, now we get Pink and Don. Pink goes by the class to uh, his the class he's supposed to be in, and uh, Don is hitting on the teacher. And uh, I don't blame him. Teacher's kind of hot, but uh, the freshmen decide. <laughs> I love when they're talking about a Hardy and they're t the the party, and they're like, "Yeah, man, girl's gonna be there with two handfuls. That's how big her tits are gonna be." Great fucking scene. But yeah, this is where they're also thinking maybe they can get out early. Um, but it ain't happening. Think we should play this one, Anthony? I do too. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do it. Go talk to him. I'm not going alone. This teacher's nuts. Uh, Mr. Payne, sir, you know, every second that you could let us out early would really increase our chances of survival. It's like our sergeant told us before one trip into the jungle. Men, 50 of you are leaving on a mission. 25 of you ain't coming back. <laughs> All right. Now think about the fucking teachers you had to deal with back then. You know how many of them were just coming back from the fucking, you know, the war and shit, Vietnam? I can't even imagine. You think think te I mean teachers have to take a lot of shit now you know what I mean yeah I actually um a funny what? story go ahead no funny story I had a teacher uh I want to say I was probably in I was probably a sophomore he was a history teacher he was a, he was a good guy I never had a problem with him per se but he was just like he was like the crazy old guy he always had a bunch of stories and uh basically uh <laughs> He went off on this tangent one day, and it was right around when the 9-11 when uh, went down. I'll never forget, I was in that class, and he just went off on this tangent about how he, you'll always remember where you were when, you know, something big happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, like, uh, when uh, JFK got shot, he went on this long tangent about being in a barbershop, mm -hmm. getting a haircut. 
And it was, yeah. like, you know, looking back, it was just to kind of keep us calm, but it was one of those, he was just one of those teachers, he had a story for every fucking thing. Yeah, well, you know, he's got a point, though. I mean, do you remember where you were when you found out 9-11 was happening? Yeah. Me too? Yeah, I was in homeroom. Oh, oh, you, oh, wow. I feel old. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, everybody fucking remembers where they were when certain things in their life happen. I mean, there's a few things I don't remember because of, you know, my <clears throat> habits. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's, uh, I remember, remember what you were doing that day. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I do remember. I was on my way to work in Florida. I worked in Pompano Beach, Florida, and I was listening to it on um, the radio. Uh. And I get to work, and I'm like, "What's what the fuck is going on? And my dad goes, let's go across the street. Now, my office was directly across the street from a Costco. And uh, we went across the street, got a TV, and, you know, threw some fucking bunny ears on it and watched the news. We sat in my dad's office all day watching the news. Yeah, it, it, it was one of those deals where, I, you know, yeah. everything just stopped. Because, like, literally, yeah. this happened early in the morning. So, needless to say, uh, class was canceled for the rest of the day. Yeah, we didn't, uh, we didn't leave... You know, most almost every day in in you know the the that business that I, the packaging business is the same. You get up, you do you you go drop off your bagels, your donuts, and then you immediately you go to the office. You get some things done, and then you go back out. You make some cold calls. You come back. You make some appointments, and then you do the same thing the next day. It's a very repetitive business, but that day we didn't move. We didn't fucking move. And I'm, I know, remember my dad just was screaming at me. Aren't you glad you? Uh, I, I forced you not to join? Because when I was leaving high school, I, my, my plan was to join the Army and become a mechanic in the Army. Uh. And literally, my dad said, you join, I disown you. And it, it wasn't his... one of those hardy hard tongue in cheek. He was serious, huh? Oh, he was dead serious, dead serious. He said, "You will not join the army. I will not lose." And you know what? I was, I would have been maybe too old to go back, but early thirties, I might have been going back if I had joined. Yeah, very possible. I might have been going back. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was my plan. I had a a cool recruiter. He was a really good guy, and but no, he just didn't want me to join. Now, just well, didn't. you know, was he like a sh- so? You said he, you had a cool recruiter. Mm-hmm. Did he come like when you first met him? Though, did he come across as like you know how they portray him like on TV and in the movies that they're, they're like these sharks? They kind of like go for the weak minded, and people like think they commit and be like, oh, the army's great. We'll give you this, this, and this, and. They definitely go for the. They, they, they at, like the, people like they think they can manipulate. Well, at the time, they were going for the people that were struggling. 
they don't do that anymore. They go for the brightest and best now. But back then, they didn't. They went for the kids that were challenges like me. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I, I was in a class in, in junior uh, as a junior in high school called Dropout Prevention. They literally thought I was going to fucking drop out. You know, so I was not a good student. Um, you know, nowadays they would, you know, mark me with ADD and give me pills and shit like that. Maybe I would have done better. Who knows? But, you know, I, I personally believe I had DGF. I didn't give a fuck, dude. I just didn't give a fuck. I hated school. School was stupid to me. Yeah. Yeah, school was stupid. It was boring. I was the one that would not listen, fall asleep in class, and then get A's on the tests. Well, yeah, Never... you know, no, no, and I'm not even saying you, but it's just like they got the whole no child left behind. Like you, could, let's be honest, <laughs> you oh, could I be was a complete behind. moron and still get passed through to the mm -hmm. next grade. Yeah, 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 but that was you know, but but nowadays they go for the you know best, the brightest, the the. The, the computer geeks, because, you know, it's a different time, but... Yeah, you want back people to then, know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and he was, um... He was a... Uh, he was very drill sergeant-like. But wasn't a douchebag. Not like the put-you-down, talk-down-to-you type. But... Self-love approach. Very stern, very... proper, but... Not a total dick. Not a total dick. I, I, can, I can respect that because it's not, it, it, it has to be serious business. You can't coddle people, but you mm -hmm. don't got to be a fucking asshole about it. Nah, nah. And and he was. I mean, he might have been different if I had joined and all that stuff. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Didn't happen. So uh... boxman in the army. That the pictures alone. <laughs> oh, material would be endless material for this show. <laughs> Boxman would have been a cop at this point by now. <laughs> Trust me, if I had gone that way, I would have left and be become a cop. That would have been the uh, the complete opposite of me now. But that's the way I. Uh, that's that. That's probably what uh, what the opposite would have been was me doing that and becoming a cop. So anyway, back to the fucking movie. Enough with uh my personal life. Um the movie. We jump in, bell finally rings and it is the last day of school. We're jamming Alice Cooper. School's out for summer. Kids are throwing papers, cleaning out their lockers, and the incoming freshmen are running for their lives literally running for their lives um at least the guys are the girls are sort of just like yeah whatever we can handle it but the uh the i mean literally all the the incoming seniors are trolling in pickup trucks with paddles in their hand waiting to get them some freshmen um but again, they've got a way out. Uh, Mitch Kramer and his friends, they've got a way out. One of the kids gets his brother's car, and they do make it out. 
But uh, this is where Ben Affleck ends up uh, chasing him down. And <laughs> but before that, before that, I'm actually uh, skipping a big scene here. This is when the girls are doing their little hazing thing. They've got girls on the back of their pickup trucks with uh, pacifiers in their mouth. And um, <clears throat> one of the girls... Um, fucking... What's her name? Michelle Burke, I believe is her name, is the one... She picks up another girl and kind of asks her over and... Um, Sabrina, she pays, plays in the movie. Sabrina is played by Kristen oof, Hinojosa. Didn't do much after this movie. Matter of fact, this is her only movie, really. So, movie to, And what a movie for it to be. She, what a movie. Uh, she didn't have to do anything else. Probably not. But, uh, yeah. So, and then right now, this is where they're chasing down... Um, uh, it's it's Ben Affleck, Cole, and um, the uh, I don't want to call him the token black guy. Please find out his name in the movie. Um, someone, someone, find out this guy's name in the movie. And him, he's in the car. But uh, they do end up catching Mitch and Carl outside. Well, I'm sorry, of... Now you mean to put your box up? Uh, no. Jason C. Smith is Jason the token C. black guy. Melvin. Smith. Melvin. Okay, he is in here. Jason O. Smith I have on IMDb. Uh, maybe we just had a typo, so we'll trust IMDb on this one. I'm going to trust IMDb. Jason O. Smith. Melvin. Now we can at least call him. How did I not know that Melvin was all right? You know what? Forget it. Um, this is where... <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this show is going to hell. This is the... Uh, Again, I was saying Ben Affleck does catch uh, Carl and Mitch after they run out of the car. And uh, we'll play a little bit of that. Nice try, freshman. Tell you what, for being such brave little kids, I'm only going to give Ishii five licks. Okay? (laughs) All right, grab a pole then, kid. Let's get going. I don't think so, creep. Mom? Carl, get in the house. Get in the house! And you, get the hell off my property. Oh, well, I'm sorry, ma'am. I was just uh, escorting your fine young son home from school. There's, There are some ruffians about, and I... Oh, and uh, Mitch, Carl, we'll be seeing each other again. <laughs> oh, that's it. I fucking saw that, you little sack of shit. You two are fucking dead. You hear me? You're fucking dead. Go! Excuse me, thank you. There we go. There's that. And uh, yes, she did pull a shotgun on Ben Affleck in this part. Uh, Then we skip over to the girls. And their hazing of the girls is a little different than the guys. They're squirting ketchup and mustard all over them. Um, You know what? Screw it. I wonder if I have time to play this and take a piss. <laughs> you can do it. I probably should take a quick break. I know we just started started late, but uh, here, give me a second. I'll play this part, then we'll take a quick break. Give me two seconds here. I 
sort of skip past it a little bit. But here we go. Now we go to the girls. Then bitches! And uh, every time they yell air raid, the girls have to hit the ground. So there you go. That was pathetic! Let's try it again! That means get up, you lazy little bitches! Get up! Air raid! That was horrible, you little slut girls, you little freshman sluts! Get up! Get up! 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 Air raid! That's what's fascinating. The way not only the school, but the entire community seems to be supporting this, you know, or at least turn their heads. I mean, they apparently have permission to use the parking lot. Right. No parents seem to mind, you know. So there's only concessions, you know. I mean, <laughs> I know. Now that is, uh, the guy you just heard talking, by the way, is Adam Goldberg. Um, by the way, he was in an episode of NYPD Blue also. Uh, he played a reporter who got killed at the end of the episode, but was in one episode... I believe it was season six. Oh, NYPD Blue back with a vengeance. Yes, I believe. This movie has a lot of tie-ins, but yeah, NYPD Blue season six. Um, because I know Bobby was, uh, or uh, Jimmy Smits was recently just coming in. So it was either season six or very early season, yeah, season seven. But you know what? I'm lying. I'm lying. It was season two. Bobby came in in season two, middle of season. It was late season two. I lied. No, you missed you It happens. No worries. Season two. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, their idea of hazing was a little different. The girls, uh, they pretty much just tortured the girls. But, um,. They were relentless, though, on the girls. This, especially the one girl, um, I think her name was Jody in the movie. But yeah, let's keep going a little bit. Fuck it. That's what's fascinating. It's the way not only oh, the school, on. but the. I damn it! We already played this fucking part. Um, I'm talking about Mike here. We played this part, but here we'll go past it. Right, right, right. Now. Seniors, we tried. We 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 gave you all a chance, but since you little. Correct teases can't follow instructions! We're just gonna have to try something else, won't we? Seniors? You love us. Smile. You love us. This is where they start pouring ketchup, mustard, and um, flour. Basically, tar and feathering them in a different way. And whipped cream. I see whipped cream. And they're just squirting it all over these girls. Um, sort of sexy, yet not. And I also see oatmeal. They're also putting oatmeal on them. Uh, yummy, yummy, yummy. But uh, yeah, interesting little thing they're doing. Again, kind of glad I didn't grow up in the 70s. This would not have been nice to be beaten or anything but uh also another thing they're doing to these girls is making them go around uh unleashes some of them and ask the seniors if they'll marry them um before i get to that part let's do take a really quick break that way i can pee and get more beer because i've only got one left 
And uh, tell you what, we'll be back in just a minute. While we're doing that, we will play a little, play a little fucking stranglehold for you. And we will be right back. All right, there you so- go. All right. Oh, I feel much better now. I had a pee. And get more beer. So I did. <laughs> yes, much better. I feel empty, ready to drink more. I'm all good. I'm all good. All fucking good. So uh, there we go. Uh, anyway, we're back to the movie. Like I was saying, they, the girls are actually making the other girls go up and ask guys if they'll marry them. And another funny part in the movie is... Uh, while they're doing this, so here, enjoy. Propose to Mr. Dawson. Will you marry me? Don't know. What's in it for me? Anything you want. Anything? Anything. Go like this. You spit or swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you like. Whatever I like, I would definitely marry you. It's so degrading. <laughs> I am. It's terrible, man. Oh, boy. Aha! Uh-huh. I just want you guys to know I feel for you now. I did it when I was a freshman, and you'll do it when you're a senior. What you do Now fry like bacon, you little freshman piggies! Fry! Fry! Hi. Hi. All right, this is another, another funny scene after Joey and Lauren Adams and her sexy little squeaky voice yells at one at the girls to fry like bacon um another scene is where um mike and his other friend decide uh get another girl named sabrina to uh come up and talk to them who we you know mentioned before and uh they get a little spark together here we go i would like for you to pose to tell me oh god (laughs) Uh, Tony is Anthony Rapp, who we were discussing earlier, by Uh the way, who I messed up his name. That is Anthony Rapp. There we go. Can you marry me? What am I supposed to say here? I I don't know. Um, What do you do for me, huh? Um, Anything you want. Imagine the possibilities. No, seriously, you can stand up. Um, what's your name? Sabrina. I'm Tony. Anthony, actually. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) This is Mike. Hey. We were, um, just discussing the utter stupidity of these initiation rituals, and we were, we're kind of wondering why someone like you would subject yourself to the losing end of it all. What, are we having social hour over here? Supposed to be being a bitch. Back to the tip. All right. It's almost over. So, uh... Am I mistaken? Or is there an unspoken thing going on there with that young vixen? <laughs> you stud. Well, you know how it is. Oh, I bet she's pretty cute once you clean all the shit off her. Yeah, I bet she is. <laughs> I 
I bet she's pretty cute once you clean all the shit off of her. Uh, that's nice. <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. That's a great fucking line, dude. Some of the, 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 the some of the things that these two guys say are some of the best lines in the whole movie. Um, I completely missed the line where uh, Tony was telling Mike about the dream about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. Should I go back to it? I could. Yeah, you could if you want. I mean, if you Let want. me see if I can find that real quick. It's right... Hey, give, me a, give me a minute here while I'm... Uh... Oh, here we go. I'm actually right there. Right there, a few seconds more. A few more seconds. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah, why is that? But, um, you gotta promise not to tell anyone, okay? Yeah, sure. No, no say it, I promise. Oh, Jesus. I promise not to tell anyone. Okay, thank you. Um, well, okay, there I am. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting it on, you know, with what had this perfect female body. Uh-huh. But what? 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 Um, I can't say. Oh, come on, man. You can't give a build-up like that, you know, and not deliver, right? I mean, come on, a perfect female body. It's not a bad start. But the head of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> ah, I mean, the hat and the beard. And... Oh well, that's not think too deeply on this one, right? That's not. Um, I gotta get some stuff from Mr. Birchfield. I'll see you in a few minutes. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all he had to say. Yep. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, that, uh, you know, and basically they're, most of the part is them, um, you know, these, again, those are the two sort of nerdy guys in the movie. But, uh, you know, they're they're kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do that night. And they do decide to go to the party. Um with the uh, the girl, the redhead, she'll come into play in a little while. But uh, let's see from there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, now the girls take the girls to go wash up. But by washing up, they bring them through a car wash. That's pretty fucking brutal. Um. Right before that, that though we get uh, we get Ben Affleck finally speaking um, more and uh, give me I'm I'm stalling if you guys haven't figured that out yet I'm kind of stalling to get to one little part but we do get Ben Affleck here telling uh, everybody that uh, he got a shotgun pulled on him so here. We What's that all What you do? I wouldn't doubt it, boy. My boy Vinny was wearing that ass. Get out, boy. Get just get a little beat me in there. It's to you, Ma. Melvin sounds a lot like John Cena. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Back, back, back to the scene. That's your fucking mother. Say, man. Fuck the coaches, man. He's still a boss, man. Now... What he's telling Pink is he handed him back the pledge sheet, the paper, and, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, fuck the coaches, sign it for us, just, you know, you got to be on the team. And, uh, you know, you, you obviously can't see that, so I wanted to at least explain to you what he's talking about. And here we go. This thing up? Yeah, you hey, know. What are you doing? 
You ain't what? putting shit in well, you got I, any more I, details of my life you got figured out you can let me in on, Ben? I got lots of details. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, what are you doing? Hey! hey, hey. How you doing, my friend? Oh, you didn't hear, did you? No. What? You here, I got a shotgun pulled on my ass? No, no way. Way. I swear to God. No. Oh. All right, now the girls are going through the car wash. And, uh, but yeah, he's sitting there telling the boy, I got a shotgun pulled on my ass. It looks like everyone in this little town drives pickup trucks. The guys, the girls, everybody. So, ain't that fun. But yeah, and if you remember, um, you don't remember, but uh, car washes back then were all those spray, hard spray washes. They fucking hurt. But um, now we get Slater and Pink going over to Pickford's house. And uh, this is where they're talking to his mom and uh you know they're they're being this sweet little here just i mean you've heard him talk and then now this is what we get hey kevin no actually we came here to see you oh <laughs> you're glad school's out aren't you yeah i got we got our report cards today. how did you do straight a's both of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> big trip huh we're going away for the weekend oh you're taking kev with you huh no he's staying here oh oh he is oh He's up there somewhere. Nice little play there. Oh, Kev's going with you. No, he's staying. Oh, he's staying. Is he? Again, the parents don't know he's about to have a party. And he's also uh, selling weed, which they don't know about either. But um, in between that little part, um, one of the girls invites Sabrina out to the party tonight um you know there's there's a couple of freshmen in this movie that sort of get picked by the the senior crowd to be the the in the cool kids and uh sabrina's one of them and we'll find out in a few minutes that mitch is actually uh one of them too but uh yeah so she has sabrina to the little little party and she's gonna go but um Right after that, and again, I'm stalling, trying to get to another part here, because the next part is the part I want to play, which uh, is right when they go into... They're in there, and like I said, Slater's buying the weed. And again, he's a total stoner, but uh, right when they're doing this, you know, they're in there buying and smoking, and right when they're doing this, his dad comes up, and... The worst thing that could happen happens. And uh, here we go. Let's fucking do it. I think you need to come out here a minute. Oh, I'm going to reach it. Yeah. Oh. Kevin, there's someone out here who says he needs to talk to you. Here. What about? Go get the door, man. Here. Kevin, open the door. Lose it, man. Damn. Hey, Dad. Huh? Did you order some kegs of beer? No. Well, there's a fellow in a beer truck out on the street that says you did. Oh, really? Yeah. Just a sec. Shit. That guy said I ordered a keg of beer? Yeah, he said it was to be delivered to the Pickford residence. This address? This address. (laughs) 
That's kind of funny. Why don't I go out there and see what's going on? Yeah, I think you better. I'll be right back. You guys know anything about a party here tonight? No, sir. No. Could this not be the worst thing to happen? You're about to have a big party and the beer guy shows up early. Um, the conversation, though, is pretty funny, so I'll go ahead and let it roll. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, man. Aren't you a little bit early? Uh, yeah, about an hour and a half, man. See, I want to get here by early, see if anyone's here, man. I got this little action happening tonight, man, if you know what I mean. So I guess you got the wrong house. Oh, yeah, inconvenience for you. I'm sorry, uh, brought Mr. Pickford all together. Hey, these things happen. Don't worry about it. Ben? Yeah. Were you going to have a party here tonight, son? I don't know what that was all about. Start unpacking. We're not going anywhere. Ooh. Frank. Oh, busted. No party, no fun. Not a good thing. So busted. So there's one story gone. You know, they're all sitting there just depressed in a field. Um, and uh, everyone's sort of getting ready to go, though. And uh, we get a good little montage here. Here's a little montage of everyone sort of uh, getting ready to go. And uh, Mitch, though. This is where we come to Mitch. Mitch is playing baseball with Carl and all the other guys that thereafter. Um, and they're all showing up at Top Notch Burger, which that Top Notch is still in Austin, according to uh, IMDb. That still stands today. Um, but yeah, everyone's getting picked up, and you know they got these badass cars. They're all driving Chargers, and Challengers, and GTOs. But um, Mitch is uh, playing baseball, and all the uh, all the four seniors are out there. We got Pink out there. We got O'Banion, Melvin, and uh, the other fucking guy. Whatever his name is. Cole. We'll, we'll call him Cole. What's his name? Benny. We'll call him. There you go. Benny. They're all out there waiting for him. Uh, people showing up to Pickford's house waiting for a party that don't know it got busted. Again, we're back to the ages of no cell phones. You have no way to contact people and tell them there's no party. No way. In hell. To contact people. <clears throat> so yeah, they're all there. And uh, waiting for Mitch. Mitch finally throws the last pitch. He does get the guy out. And um, his friends convince Mitch to go out the back gate so the guys will get him anyway. And they do. They get him. They give him a hell of a paddling. Only one that doesn't give him a real good beating is uh, Pink. Jason London in the movie. He basically gives him a small tap on the butt and then takes him home. And he's he's basically cool to him. But um, one other part I want to play in this movie, though, is while, you know, Pink, 
is uh, walking around the stadium. Another, I said before, you know, kind of shows how these small towns are. A lot of these small little Texas towns, high school football is one of the biggest things in town. And uh, this little scene here, you know, one of the uh, just pink walking around talking to one of the uh, one of the the old guys in town, and uh, just sort of shows you how important. How's your dad doing? Uh, he's doing great. This arm ready to throw about two thousand yards next fall? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. We're depending on you, boys. And let me tell you what, you're looking good. Thirteen starters coming back. Twenty-two little men. Looking tough. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you folks take care. Okay, uh, good to see you, Randy. Yeah, so, you know, just again goes to show kind of how these small towns are that, you know, and, and they're obviously because he's dealing with this whole football thing that, you know, they're trying to show how important it is to him, so... <clears throat> you know that the, the the football thing is big in these small towns though man and it's true still today you know you see a lot of people getting hyped up over there they have high school games on the local channels here you know the news covers the high school games here but uh they are beating Mitch Kramer, all of them are, every single one of them, especially O'Banion, Ben Affleck again, the uh, the total dick in this movie. But uh, again, Jason London doesn't beat him up that bad, sort of uh, talks to him on the way back about, uh, you know, kind of uh, some of them are really cool, you know, some of them, some of the seniors when I was a freshman would beat your ass and then, you know, take you out and get you drunk and... Obviously, that's sort of who he's trying to be. And invites him to the Emporium later, since the party is busted. So, uh, you know, there there they go doing that. And, uh, you know, they're all just sort of driving around, uh, you know, playing. You got Lowrider playing and another little montage of just the fun times of the 70s. Uh, but we also... One of the funniest scenes in this movie is Mike, who... This isn't a well-known scene, but one of my favorite scenes right here. Uh, while Lowrider is playing, Mike jumps up at one point and turns it down. And I gotta play this. I gotta play this. Uh, look, I got a confession to make. What do you mean a confession? Look, uh, you know, been like the last year or so, I've been talking about going to law school so I can be an ACLU lawyer and be in a position to help people getting fucked over and all that. Uh -huh. Well, <clears throat> I was standing in line at the post office yesterday, you know, and I'm looking around, and everybody's looking really pathetic. You know what I mean? I mean like, people are, like, got drool, just sort of stay and then, like, this guy's bending over. You could see the crack. It was, oh. it was just, like, wife beaters. It was, anyway, it was... Oh. And, uh, and I realized I, I just want to do it. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it sounds good and all, but I, I just have to confront the fact that I really don't like the people I've been talking about helping out. You, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think I like people, period. I mean, you guys are okay. I, I, I'm just trying to be honest about being a misanthrope. So you're not going to go to law school? What do you want to do then? I want to dance. I want to dance in the middle of this montage of everyone having fun. We get a confession from Mike that he just wants to dance. 
Is this not the weirdest scene in the movie? Anthony. Anthony? Ah, no wonder it's quiet. I'm not sure where Anthony is. Um, but yeah, one of the weirdest scenes in this movie is that one right there. Uh, just out of nowhere, but it's also one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Uh, where Mike just decides out of nowhere, he wants to dance. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Mike wants to dance. Now we get to another great scene in the movie <clears throat> where they, uh, we get to uh, Matthew McConaughey's character finally in the movie. It takes a while to get to his character. We see him a couple times, but never really, um, never really get to uh, meet his character too much until right now. And um, now we do. His character is uh, Wooderson, and uh, another iconic, probably. Uh, quote from the movie is right here the where he got his audition from right here hey how been man hey man he's called you know Wooderson? Oh. how's it going man hey pretty good how's it going with you say man you got a joint uh no not on me man <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if you did <laughs> <laughs> And that's our first meeting of Wooderson uh, throughout the, the the movie. This is the first time we meet him. We're 40 minutes in, and we finally get to meet Wooderson. Um, and now we get to hear another iconic Wooderson. And ladies, oh, nice. Nope. Oh, wait a minute. You have a we have to go through this first because I missed it. God damn it, I missed it. Here we go. Hold on. Music still playing. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Anthony, you back yet? Anthony's still not back. There you go. Like I said, another iconic Matthew McConaughey line. Um... When we came in tonight, people were, everyone in the chat was typing, all right, all right, all right. Just, I mean, Matthew McConaughey pretty much stole this movie from the time he came in until the time he fucking left this movie. But, um, this is the first time, uh, we do. They pull up to the Emporium, and again, the cars in this movie, the trucks in this movie, all of them are fucking just mean-looking. Muscle cars, like I said, Chargers, GTOs. But uh, this is also, again, the scene which, um, again, I'm not sure why this song isn't in the soundtrack, but uh, he walks in like he owns the place, and I, I mean, it's visual, but I fuck it. I mean, I, I'm just not sure why this song isn't on the soundtrack, but, uh, it really should be. It really should be. It's a 
a fucking amazing song, number one. Number two, it's really a a hell of a part in the movie. Like I said, McConaughey walks in with Pink and, you know, he's he's walking through almost like Goodfellas, walking through like he owns the fucking place. And um But then we also uh we also get to see Mitch finally uh meet meet his little uh a little a girl. Mitch sort of meets a girl. He he tries acting like the cool guy. But uh, the girl uh, doesn't really work. All she here, I'll play the part in just a second. Here, here we go. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Nothing. Not much. Nothing at all. Hey. Hi. Hey, uh, you know Mitch? Oh yeah, I think I just heard about you. Oh really? What'd you hear? <laughs> I don't know, man. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll see you guys a little later. Okay. Okay. Nice see you. She gives him a little look back like she might be interested. Uh, he finds out she's a sophomore, which means uh, she's only one year ahead of him. And, uh, yeah, B-Megs, that was Bob Dylan. Um, actually, that's uh, who my youngest son is. His name is spelled like Bob Dylan. When I When I thought of his name, I thought of Bob Dylan instead of Matt Dylan is how I wanted to spell his name. So, uh, we also, uh, right from that scene, though, we go outside, and, uh, Pickford, uh, and his girlfriend in the movie, Mila, um, Mila Jovovich, they have a big kiss thing, uh, of Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley sitting and standing on the, a giant, almost life-size sort of, uh, statue of him that she'd been working on through the movie. And um, they take off. A bunch of the guys take off. Slater and a bunch of the guys take off to go get stoned. And uh, this is a pretty much where the movie really, I mean, starts picking up. Mitch jumps in the car. Uh, actually, Mitch hasn't jumped in the car yet. This is where they're all going to uh, top notch. They're all trying to figure out what's going to fucking happen tonight. You got everyone driving around. Um and uh, here's another good scene right here. Here we go. Hey, it's the chicks. Well, Siobhan still thinks she's mad at me. Why don't we get a little something going right here? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what are you guys up to? Oh, a little weed, you know. There may be a beer bus later on. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking Chicky about? Chicky later, chicky later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case. Oh, man. Chicks don't want to hear that shit. Well, they don't want to hear anything, man. The, the girls, man, in our classes, they're all prudes, man. They're worthless little bitches, oh, man. Oh, my God. It's the girls ahead of us, man. They were wild. Our class is just worthless, Well, man. maybe you've just never gotten past the sniffing bud stage. That's what that sounds like hey, to man, me. Hey, it's, like. it's quality, not quantity, all right, man? And, and, and wait till I get to college, man. I can't wait to get to college. Yeah, when I get to college, all I'm going to do is bang, 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 all right, now we go uh, from that scene. Um, let me see, a Anthony, you back yet? Where did Anthony go? I'm not sure if I should be worried right now. Is Anthony hurt? Is he okay? 
Nah, screw it. We now go to the scene. <laughs> we now go to a scene where, um, you know, they're uh, the junior high kids are getting out of the incoming freshmen. They're at a party, um, you know, a little slow dance, and they're looking for Hirschfelder, their fat little friend, and he's back there making out with a girl. And uh, they leave the party um, because they're they're, they're actually just kind of walking around not knowing what to do. And then Hirschfelder ends up getting caught by uh, Ben Affleck, Don, and a bunch of the guys. Um, Once he gets caught, the girls show up while he's getting beaten. But Ben Affleck is tearing this kid's ass up. couple seconds here. Once he gets caught, I'll play it. Here we go. Let me play some of this. What are you running to, boy? Huh? We ain't gonna hurt you. Much. <laughs> so on that fence there, alright? You just squeal like a pig. Wee! Wee! You ready to switch it? Oh, yeah. I'm first. Wee! Jeez. Bastards. Hey, you guys! Take it easy on the kid, would you? Ladies? Alright, real quick, they open the trunk and they have a trunk Drunk full of beer. And when I say full, I mean there's nothing else in the trunk but beer. Beer, 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 beer. That's all that's in the trunk. Um This is a lot of fucking beer. But yeah, I wish I could be there. So here you go. Let's roll. Hey, who is that kid? What that kid there? Some kid we saw running around that shouldn't have been by the rec center. Hey, can we have some of those beers? One of these? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just give me a beer. Get out of here, I said! Yeah? Catch! Huh? Huh? Tubbs! Catch! Good! Get out of here! What are you wasting a beer on him for? Give me a beer. This fucking sucks, all right? Last fucking day of school, no fucking party, no fucking. Just waste another fucking. Shut up. All right. They have a trunk full of beer and, and fucking Cole or Benny in this movie is worried about wasting a couple of fucking beers. Unfucking believable. But, uh,. That's what he's worried about. You know, I guess when you've only got a trunk full of beers, you need to worry about what's going to happen with the rest of the trunk full of beers. But, uh, yeah. So, again, they're all just sitting there trying to figure out what in the fuck is going to happen that night. The main plot of the movie is uh, the, the they're, they're trying to figure out what's going to happen that night. Um, and all these little subplots. But, uh you know, we get um, Clint in this movie also sitting here. We meet Clint for the first time, and he's talking to Wooderson about the car and the tires and all that shit. 
Clint will come up in a little bit later in the movie. Uh, I'll play a few parts by him uh, a little bit later. Uh, but, um, you know, this is where Mitch talking to Sabrina a little bit, you know, basically just talking about what a dick o o O'Banion is. And, um, but this is another part of the movie that's amazing, which again is, um, Wooderson, fucking Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this part. This doesn't even need fucking introduction. The greatest part of the movie is right here. Okay, fuck you, dickhead. Not right there. God, man of the woods, what's going on? God, I haven't seen you so long. Man, what is happening? Long time, no see. That's right. What have you been up to? Same old shit, man. Yeah? Working for the city. Working man, huh? Been thinking about getting back in school, though, man. Back in J.C., something like that? Yeah, man. I mean, that's where all the girls are, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> but on the other hand, man, I just as soon keep working, keep a little change in my pocket. Yeah, wait. Rather than spend my time listening to some dipshit who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about anyway. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you're a freshman, right? Yeah. Well, so tell me, man, how's this year's crop of freshman chicks look? <laughs> What, you could end up in jail sometime or somewhere, I know that. Fact. No, man. Yeah. No, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> you guys want to go for a spin? There you go. That might be the great, probably the most memorable line from this movie, <clears throat> which is a little weird. Um, kind of a weird line to be remembered so much from a movie, but uh, this line right here is probably the most memorable from this movie right here. And again, it's just Matthew McConaughey playing the part, but he really did steal this movie uh, in any part he was in. I'm not going to say he upstaged the other guys, you know, Jason London and everybody, but he definitely stole the movie. Every part he was in, the most focus was on him, and uh, he made it that way, just playing the part so well. You know, from the cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve to, you know, just just doing the, 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 the way he did the voice and everything, but uh, just a great fucking... Great thing by fucking Matthew McConaughey. But um, this is now when Mitch jumps in the car with uh, Dawn and all the, and Pickford and Pink, and they all go driving around smoking a joint. Mitch smokes for the first time, and this is where they end up throwing the bowling ball out the window. And uh, he ends up throwing the bowling ball in the back of a car, and they're all just telling him, oh, man, you're fucking crazy, and this and that. But uh, So he kind of makes his name with the guys right there by being a crazy dude. And, you know, they like him. But uh, they go for a thing called a beer bust. Now, a beer bust is obviously when um, Don's supposed to go in and steal the beer, but... In reality, he goes in and pays for the beer and just messes with the guys. 
But uh, this right before the scene, they were smashing mailboxes with trash cans, and um, right when they're uh, so basically they go in, they do the beer bust, you know, finger quote, and uh, Don goes in. Here, I'll just go ahead and play the fucking scene. It's a little bit visual, but uh, what the hell? Let's roll it. Stop. Better be careful, Junior. Some five sheets. Zigzag. Zigzag. Hey, man, I'm not too sure about this. Shh. Okay, I'm really gonna pay for it. I'm just messing around with him, okay? Again, he pays for the beer. He's messing around with the guys. And here we go. Mitch is sitting there, and off we go. Run! Go, 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 go! We gotta get out of here, man! Let's go! Let's go! Oh, my God! All right, now, don't try anything or I'll shoot the shit out of you. Don, get the beer back, man. I paid for the beer, man. Busted my mailbox, didn't you? Look me in the eye, punk! I don't know what you're talking about, sir, but I suggest that you... You busted it, didn't you? Tampering with mailboxes is a felony offense. I done called the police. I think you boys ought to get out of the car. Just go, man. Nice and slow. Go, go, go! There you go. So they took off. They took off, but yeah, guy actually caught them and threatened, uh, called the cops on them, and they just took off. But I mean, it just kind of shows what you know, fun. (coughs) Excuse me, fun shit they. (coughs) Excuse me, fun shit they were doing back in the seventies and shit you could get away with back then. You couldn't even dare get away with back then, man. Uh, Now. Um, Anthony, you back yet? Damn, Anthony's still not back. Um, now there's sort of a, again, going through and, um, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen tonight. Uh, this is the part where Mitch, Melvin asks Mitch to go get him a six pack. And, of course, we all know, you know, Mitch is only a freshman. But um, he goes and gets him a six-pack. And while he's doing that, he, uh, you know, obviously he feels really cool doing this. And, you know, he's he's not sure how to act old in front of the guys. So what he does is he, uh, first of all, the, you know what, let me go ahead and go to the uh, the clerk first. He's sitting there and telling the the girl at the counter all this health stuff who's pregnant and smoking a cigarette and buying liquor. This is 1976, folks, so just remember that. And uh, let's roll from there. important for young mothers to have lots of calcium. There you are. See you tomorrow night. Bye. How are you this evening? Pretty good. How's it going? Be going a lot better when I get off in a couple of hours. 
Yeah, I hear that. You're 18, right? Oh, yeah. Just graduated. Graduated. Congratulations. So, you out to college in the fall? Uh, you know, I'm still not sure. I'm working right now for the city. I'm thinking of holding on to the job for a while. It's like, you know, it's money in my pocket. I hear that. Here's some more money for your pocket. You have a nice, nice night. Okay, thanks. Basically, he steals Wooderson's little speech, gets him the beer, though, which obviously gets him in good with the guys. And uh, I'm going to play a little more of this scene because eventually he meets up with his friends and uh, just acts like the coolest guy around. So I'm going to play a little more. Take it easy. Psst. Hey, Mitch. Hey, there you guys are. Hey, man, what's in the bag? Ah, sixer. You owe me one, man. Yeah, they busted the hell out of Hirschfelder, too. Yeah, I heard. Hey, man, you over at the Emporium? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, is that bastard O'Bannon over there? Yes. I hate that jerk. Do you guys want to get him back? Hell yes. yes. This is where they make a plan to get... O'Banion slash Hirschfelder back or, or uh, Ben Affleck back and um, they make a good little plan basically what they do is they've all been waiting to get Carl and obviously Carl's mother is the one who pulled the shotgun on um, on Ben Affleck and uh, basically the plan is to make him think that they're busting Carl, who, again, his mother shot it, pulled the shotgun on him. And when he goes out there, they end up dumping paint all over him. Uh, now, while they're doing this, they also set up a new party at the Moon Tower. Which uh, is kind of a uh, clearing in the middle of the woods where they can all kind of get together and, uh, you know, party. Um, actually, when I was, uh, my, my, my first beer was at a place in North Carolina called The Clearing that was sort of like this. It was a, a clear spot with a bunch of little, um, <clears throat> there was a little lighthouse there, and uh, it was kind of like this it's uh sort of weird that this um this part is like that but i did not climb the lighthouse if anyone's gonna ask i was uh i didn't do that but uh and my first beer was a milwaukee's best the beast that's what these kids drank when i was uh when i was young but uh again they're they're uh they're getting ben affleck back and um you know, making him think he's out there, and they just dump paint all over him, and it's really, 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 really pisses him off. Uh, he ends up flying out in the car, but uh, they do, they do get him back, and um, you know, vengeance is theirs. But he ends up uh, gone, and that's the last time you see him in this movie. Um, and this is where Matthew McConaughey now starts hitting on the redheaded girl who, maybe when this part is playing, I'll try to find her name. And uh, let's play a little bit of this. Here we go. Dylan. 
pretty good. Cool. You heard about the party being busted, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to worry. There's a new fiesta in the making as we speak. It's out at the Moon Tower. Full kegs. Everybody's gonna be there. You ought to go. Okay. Okay, we'll be there. Okay. Say so you need a ride? Uh, no, I got my own car. Thanks. Yeah, well, listen, you ought to ditch the two geeks you're in the car with now and get in with us, but that's all right. We'll worry about that later. I will see you there. All right? Bye. I love those redheads, man. I know you. <laughs> we had geography together, remember? Oh, great. Oh, God. God. Dick. It was so creepy. Ah, why are you smiling? I thought he was cute. Oh, that's you thought he was cute? <laughs> Do you realize when he graduated, we were like three years old? Oh, Cynthia, what are you thinking? Oh. I don't know. Oh. So we're going to still go? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? I guess. All right. That was uh, Cynthia. Uh, Marissa Ribsy, who uh, he's hitting on there. And um, there you go. They all finally got a place to go. They are all heading out to the moon tower. And um, so finally they got a place to all fucking go party. And the party is happening. Everyone's out there. They've got a keg ready to go. And everyone's drinking. And uh, this is where we... uh, you know, we we get a, a few little things in here. There's some things going on, but this is where we get to meet Clint again. Um, Mike ends up walking by Clint and saying something about someone smoking weed, and Clint gets pissed. Here's another classic line from a movie. This line is almost like the uh, "I'm here to, you know, chew bubble gum and kick ass," and I'm almost out of bubble gum. This is sort of a take on that, and uh, I'll play it. Man, someone's talking some me, bro. Hey, man. Hey, slow down. Yeah, what? what's up? Hey, how's it going? What'd you just say? When? Just now, man, when you walked past. What'd you say? Uh, about what? You said someone's talking some reefer. <laughs> no, I may have said something about smelling some pot. You know, it's just an observation. <laughs> oh, an observation, huh? Who the hell are you, man? Isaac fucking Newton? <laughs> well, guess what, genius? I'm the one smoking marijuana, motherfucker. You, you got a problem with that? No, of course not. Well, why'd you say that, chief? Come on, man. Don't let your mouth write a check your butt can't cash. So I'm blazing with my friends, so I'm a fucking pothead, man. What's it to you, huh? Huh? What's the matter, pussy? Out of observations? Why don't you observe while I punch your teeth down your fucking throat? Come on, dude! Relax. Relax. He's cool, man. Relax. Hey, I'll be watching you, Newton. I only came here to do two things, man. Kick some ass and drink some beer. <laughs> it's like we're almost out of beer. <laughs> you okay, man? Yeah. There you go. The tough guy. Fucking came here to kick some ass and drink some beer. And you know what? They're almost out of beer. And here's where they're climbing the moon tower. And they actually tell the story of how the moon tower became the moon tower. So, uh, you know what? I'll go ahead and play that scene for you, too. What the hell? Here we go. Why is it called the Moon Tower, anyway? 
Uh, I guess they just decided to put it up out here whenever they were building the power plant. Actually, it's a good idea. I mean, you got a full moon out here every day of the year, you know? Yeah, but nothing's ever been repaired, so this whole place could fall down at any time. So you better watch your step, Junior. Whoa! This place used to be off-limits, man, because some drunk freshman fell off. He went right down the middle, smacking his head on every beam, man. I hear it doesn't hurt after the first couple, though. Autopsy said he had one beer, man. How many do you have? Four. You're dead, man. You're so dead. <laughs> Look at the blood stains right there. Shut up. Obviously just having some fun fucking with the freshmen. But, um... Another story in this movie is Mike not being able to let go the fact that Clint, um, who is played by, give me a second here, Clint is played by Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat, you've actually seen in a lot more movies than you think. Um, If you've ever seen Boiler Room, He's actually in that movie. He's Greg. Uh, he's been in Grindhouse, um, The School of Rock. He was Razor. He's been in a ton of fucking movies. But um, again, Boiler Room. He was uh, he was Greg in that movie. So you know you, you've seen him in a ton of fucking movies. Um. You know, he just can't let let go of the fact of what he did. And, you know, here, you can sort of hear it in this little, uh, this scene right here. I'm gonna get that guy. Look at the asshole on the way in, Clint. Super dominant male in a 50s greaser uniform. I wouldn't suggest that, Mike. <laughs> Look, man, I got it all planned out. Most fancy places like this never get past a punch or two before they're broken up. You know what I'm saying? There's almost natural instinct not to upset the herd. So all I gotta do is get in one good punch, play defense, and wait. What? What are you talking about? I I, I guess at first I was relieved to get out of the situation, you know, but now there's this level of humiliation setting in that I can tell is going to be with me for fucking ever. And I'm just not going to let this be yet another situation which contributes to me being a little ineffectual nothing the rest of my life, you know? (laughs) Would you look at this fucking... There you go. Won't let it go. You know, just going into senior year doesn't want to be seen as the little pussy anymore. And um, as he starts drinking, you'll see it gets way worse. Um, And uh, Tony ends up uh, talking to Sabrina and uh, making some headway. A little more than headway um, with her. But uh, they do end up talking a little bit, and, um, you know, it's a little awkward. But, uh, you know, the night progresses. Everyone is drinking and drinking and drinking and getting high and drinking. Uh, Mitch is running around, and um, the girl that he was interested in actually comes up and starts uh, flirting with him a little bit. So he gets that. But um, Benny and Pink, which uh, which is Cole and Jason, uh, Jason London, end up in, uh, you know, after a few minutes, he ends up wanting to talk to him. And he ends up in the truck having a little kind of a one-on-one about the, uh, the 
pledge sheet. And uh, if you give me a second here, I'll go ahead and play that part. And then I might take a little break and see what the hell's going on with Anthony. Uh, see if I can get him back. Maybe. We'll see. Let me just go to this part real quick. Give me like another second here. And, um... Yeah, it, like I said, has a serious conversation with him about the, uh, the pledge sheet. And, uh, here we go. Well, wait about ten seconds. Here we go. So, uh, that's when I'm talking about you quitting football. Or is it just this pledge? You're not a sign of the pledge, right? That's what it is. I don't know, man. Well, maybe I'm not into any of it anymore. Not in any of it anymore. Yeah. That'd be the biggest mistake of your life, Pink. No one quits senior year, pal. Especially for starting quarterback. I mean, we got a shot at state. <laughs> Kick some butt this year. It's what we've been working for all of our lives, man. Me and you, Benny, we're going to be champions together. Look, man, all I'm saying is that if I do play next year, it's going to be on my terms, not theirs. You just remember one thing, Pink. It ain't just about you, pal. It's about us, you know, me, Donnie, Mel. You, know, you be fucking us over. Or maybe you're just fucking scared. Huh? Have a nice night. So there you go, basically telling them, look, it's not it's not about you, stop making it about you, it's about the team, the team winning, and um, that's what it should be about, you know, basically, uh, you got, you know, girls falling over, Joey Lauren Adams falls over, everyone's laughing, just drunk people, just a good fucking party, but um, then you get to Mila Jovovich singing a song, and then you get into total pot talk. Um, I mean pot talk. And I can't do it justice. So once again, here we go. Watch them fly. Away. You guys know what that song's about? about aliens. We're the aliens, man. We're the savages. We're wait, the savages. Wait, man, that song's about that. Yeah, man, that song's about it's that, about, man. about aliens. Yeah, man, you didn't know that? This country is founded. It was founded by people who were in the aliens, man. George Washington, man, he was in a cult. And the cult was in the aliens, man. You didn't know that? No. Oh, man, they were way into that type of stuff, man. It's like the every other decade theory, you know? The 50s were boring, the 60s rocked, the 70s, oh my god, they obviously suck, right? <laughs> Maybe the 80s will be radical, you know? I figure we'll be in our 20s and, hey, it can't get any worse. Alright, so there you go. I let that part go because that's another part. But yeah, total pot talk right there about aliens and all that shit. But, um, you know, the party's still rolling and going. Uh, Mike, though, is 
still festering and drinking and the whole situation with Clint is just rolling through his head. But uh, Jason London ends up going back in the woods with one of the girls. And um, this is the same girl who was in uh, The Craft. I don't know why I can't remember her name right now. But uh, I don't want to look it up because that will take too much time. But, uh, oh, back to pot talk, by the way. Here we go. Weed, are you kidding me, man? He grew fields of that stuff, yeah. man. That's what I'm talking about. Fields. He grew that shit up in Mount Vernon, man. Mount Vernon, man. He grew it all over the country, man. He had people growing it all over the country, you know? The whole country back then was getting hot. Let me tell you, man, because cause, cause he knew. He was on to something, man. He knew that it would be a good cash crop for the southern states, man. So he grew fields of it, man. But you know what? Behind every good man, there's a woman. And that woman was Martha Washington, man. And every day George would come home, she'd have a big fat bowl waiting for him, man, when he'd come in the door, man. She was a hip, a hip, hip lady, man. There you go. More pot talk for you. Uh, Jason London's still back there making out with the other girl. Now, his girlfriend in the movie is Joey Lauren Adams. So, you know, he's sort of cheating on his girl as he starts grabbing the boob. The girl stops them, and, um, you know, they roll on from there, but uh, he's kind of like, you know, who put the fucking uh, keg out here? But, and then again, of course, we get into a little more pot talk, and I know, I know... You guys want Dude, she'd harvest the crops, man. That's what I'm talking about. She'd put in the in the um, bushels and stuff and sell it, you know, because they had to, you know, make ends meet and stuff. I mean, they. What, did you ever look at a dollar bill, man? There's some spooky stuff going on on a dollar bill, man. I mean, and it's green too. A dollar bill is green. He does have a fucking point. Um, now you know they see Mitch over there. Uh, hitting on the girl after uh, Pink comes back. And, you know, the freshmen, they got to give him a little bit of shit. So they do. They give him a little bit of shit. They call him over. And, um, uh, and yeah, I am going to play this scene, too. Just if you want to fucking, uh, just if you want to know. Yeah, I'm going to play this, too. But, yeah, here we go. They call him over. And, um, obviously he doesn't know whether he should come over or what they want, but... He's still a freshman, and he does. So here we go. Look at him. Look at your boy. Look at your boy. Kramer! Yeah, you, you, you. No. Freshman, right here. Come on. Right here, buddy. No, he's <laughs> waving. What's his wave shit? Freshman, over here, right over here. Come on. Now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I should go. I guess you probably should. Shit. I'll be back. Okay. It's not bad for huh? a little freshman, but you better watch out for them older girls. Hey, 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 come here. We just want to know something, okay? Are you going to be fucking that later? Or are you going to be a little wimp, huh? And you know I haven't already. Get out of here. I think it's past your bedtime. Run along. <laughs> Why don't you go get a ride with Say we left you. It'll work. It'll work. Go. Say, Kramer. Show it. Go. Go, boy. There you go. So they give him a little thing where it's like, hey, 
you know, tell her we left you and, uh, you know, she'll probably come home with you. But, um, you know, and he he does and it does work. But the bitchy girl at the beginning, I did want to mention because uh, she is back. And again, Tony is, uh, you know, Anthony, uh, Anthony Sapp is with uh, Sabrina and the bitchy girl comes in and kind of gives her an order. And she doesn't follow it. And uh, here we go. I'm going to roll this scene, too. We're almost done with this movie anyway. <laughs> Air Raid Freshman. What? Air Raid Freshman. Oh, come on, darling. Leave No, Tony. Tony, this is between me and her, and she better be on the ground in five seconds. Wait, she doesn't have to air raid because she's with me, okay? <laughs> air raid or it's your ass. Don't do it, Sabrina. Oh, that's it. Miss Hot Stuff. I'm going to make the next year of your life a living hell. <laughs> Lick me! All of you! And the bitchy girl, by the way, is Parker Posey. Um, obviously, she's done a ton of fucking stuff, but I'm not a huge fan of her, believe it or not. She's she's fine, but i just not a giant fan of her, her stuff. But um, basically from there, you know, Tony's proud of her for not doing it, but, you know, um, Mike once again still just pissed off about what's going on and again i've been talking about mike being pissed off for a while um right after tony uh does that with his girl mike comes up and he's just you can tell he's been drinking he's pissed he's ready to go off and here here's how you can tell don't air raid for that bitch i hate that shit it's like that clink fucker in front of all his friends huh a motherfucker all right okay mike Dominant male monkey motherfucker. God. <laughs> there you go. Mike's still freaking out. He does end up walking right up to Clint, pours a beer over his head, and punches him. Um, again, he's expecting everyone to run out and start breaking it up. They don't. Actually, they let it go for longer than he expects. Um, starts taking some punches. Pretty much gets his ass kicked. But um, And people are actually holding people back until Wooderson, obviously Matthew McConaughey, and uh, uh, Pink, Jason London, come in and break the fight up. And uh, Mike kind of walks away crying. But, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, you don't, uh, you can't win them all, especially when, you know, someone's ready to kick ass. So, you know, but, uh, does sort of walk away crying. The party's starting to end here. Uh, get a little bit of Leonard Skinner, little Tuesdays gone playing in the background, kind of, that's, that always means the party's ending. 
Mitch is, uh, you know, kind of talking to his sister, and, you know, she's, uh, here, I'll play this little scene for you. Give me a second. When uh, the party's over, Mitch walks past his sister. Here we go. Hey, your little brother. <laughs> is that a beer in your hand? Well, yes, it is. Have you had more than one of those tonight? Well, a few, I guess. <laughs> Nobody's counting. Hey, hey how are you doing? Hi. I said, might as well just get used to you being at the same social functions as me, huh? And uh, <coughs> hanging out with people I know. <laughs> hey, what time are you supposed to be home, anyway? Oh, jeez, I don't know. A couple hours ago. That's bullshit. That's major bullshit. Do you know Mom barely even let me out of the house when I was your age? Oh. Oh. <laughs> hey, don't think for a minute she's not going to be waiting up for you when you get home, because she will be. I've been through it. Yeah, well. And she's tough. Don't ask her to take it easy on me, please. <laughs> you know, this this scene sort of reminds me of me and my sister. Me and my sister were two years apart. Um, when I was 15, her friends started becoming my friends. Uh, I sort of started banging one of her friends. So, you know, it, it, it sort of reminds me of you know the the times when i was young too so you know this this movie always will hold a little place in my heart just it's kind of got that feel you know where it's a sort of uh you know more than coming of age but uh it's got a little bit of everybody in it everyone can relate to some part in this movie you know here there everywhere but uh it it's a very relatable part but uh, once again, you know, we get back to Wooderson now, and he's getting the number <clears throat> of uh, Cynthia. And, uh, you know, Mike's leaving. He's okay. He's walking. The party is ending. And um, they decide to has, go smoke a fucking joint on the 50 fucking yard line and uh, of the school. On the 50 fucking yard line. And they do. Now. I've actually. I did this. My senior year. Me and. Oh, one, two, three, four of my friends. Did jump the fence. And we did smoke a joint. On the 50 yard line. Uh, I graduated in 94. So. You know. That that was something we did after this movie came out. We did go smoke a joint on the 50-yard line. So, yeah, this movie did have a little bit of influence um, on me. And, um, you know, they they do. Uh, Wooderson, a couple of the girls, Dawn, Pink, uh, and Slater all go out there. They do smoke a joint on the 50-yard line. And, you know, there's a, a scene here, though, where they're talking, and they just sort of uh, get into the whole life lesson, and um, I'll go ahead and roll it. The two-pound hairy-ass gorilla drives a Mac truck and runs the 40s. 10.2. <laughs> yeah, she's gotten bigger lately, man. She was only 62195 in my day. Still drive with that Mack truck, though. Hey, Pete, you got my papers, man. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some in my glove compartment. I got them. Hit me on a slant. Give me keys to an inside. Good. Down! Marijuana on one. 
Reefer R2. So, huh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> up. Oh, oh, Could be like a little, I don't know, a little, maybe perhaps a little more symmetrical or something. I don't know. It's a little, but, but, oh, yes. Now, real quick, this is the part where Mike's in the car and he's just sort of talking, um, you know, about what happened. And, and um, I'll go ahead and play it. Fuck it. That's a bruise. Okay. I don't know. I, let me ask you something. I mean, I, and I got some pretty good ones in there. I mean, it's not like I. I mean, you wouldn't take out my ass kick, right? I don't know. You know, I don't know. After a couple of years, people won't even remember, really, who yeah. won or lost. Yeah, no, it's so, you know, you're right, because it's like a read about, um, like, a Jackson Pollock or Ernest Hemingway. You read about those guys. You never read about who won or lost. So they got into a brawl. Exactly. Well, uh, thanks for the ride and breakfast and everything. All right. No problem. Tony's taking home Sabrina at this point. They're going to get some breakfast. And um, Tony, little nerdy Tony... Gets a little, uh, little smooch. Actually, a, a deep kiss from his little freshman girlfriend. Um, you know, so, you know, Tony gets a little bit from her. her and uh, obviously, he's got a girl for the year, so that's kind of set. And um, we go back right after that to uh, the part in uh, on the fifty fucking yard line, man, and here it goes. Not to indulge in any alcohol, drugs, sex after twelve, oh, or any other illegal activity. Right, my shadow. Spider, paper. Found that in the glove compartment, man. Well, you know you're the third person who's given me this today. God. But what do you reckon you're gonna do? So, I don't know, man. I'll probably end up signing it. I just don't want to give in so easy. Man, it's the same bullshit they tried to pull in my day. You know, if it ain't that piece of paper, some other choice they're gonna try and make for you. You gotta do what Randall Pink Floyd wants to do, man. And let me tell you this. The older you do get, the more rules are gonna try to get you to follow. <laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> man, if you're gonna sign that paper, man, you should throw a little grass right in the middle, man. Roll it up, yeah. sign the joint, man. That's gonna tell them something. That's yeah. what I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> assholes. Yeah, so what? They're all a bunch of assholes. But you gotta think about it. We've had a lot of really good times right here, Pink. Yeah, I mean, come on, Pink. I can't believe this. You act like you're so oppressed. Then you guys are kings of the school. You get away with whatever you want. What are you bitching about? Well, look, I mean, all I'm saying is that if I ever start referring to these as the best years of my life, remind me to kill myself. Well, all I'm saying is I just want to look back and say that I did it the best I could while I was stuck in this place. Had as much fun as I could when I was stuck in this place. Played as hard as I could when I was stuck in this place. Dogged as many chicks as I could when I was stuck in this place. <laughs> Yeah, right, Mr. <laughs> Premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good, baby. What the hell? Hey! All you! Get over here! Now! Hey, man. This there you go. The cops show up. Um, but again, I mean, they're sort of talking like... You know, I mean, every teenager, some, you know, you got the one teenager that 
all he wants to do is get the fuck out something better for his life. And then, you know, you got Dawn, who's kind of like, you know, I'm I'm kind of happy here. I like it here, but I'm sort of ready to move. But, um, you know, and, you know, even B-Meg says this whole scene is sort of Kevin Smith-esque. And you're right. This whole movie, like I said, the dialogue, this, the, I mean, this really could have Kevin Smith's name on it, but it doesn't. He's nowhere in it, just happens to use some of the actors that he has. But, um, you know, so they, they, but they do, the, you know, the cops show up and, uh, you know, they're, they're walking out. They're, you know, obviously getting rid of the weed and everything. Uh, then we go to the scene where Mitch is just kind of laying on a blanket with uh, his girl, who he uh, he does end up getting and uh, doing a little making out himself. Then he ends up home. But um, in the meantime, remember what I played a little while ago where the uh, on the beginning of the movie, the coach is uh, talking to the guys. And um, the coach shows up at... Um, when the boys, uh, after the boys get busted by the cops, and uh, I'll play that one too. And then after this, I'll try to get Anthony, and uh, I'll do some, do some of the uh, did you know stuff. So here we go. Austin, get your scrawny butts over here. Morning, coach. So what the hell's going on? Why am I getting wake up calls from the cops? Oh, there was nothing. They just left just now. False alarm, coach. Come here, Randy. Come here. You've been out with those losers all night? Hey, Coach Conrad. Remember me? Second period, gym class? That's the kind of people I was telling you about. Trouble like this means nothing to that bunch of clowns. You're the one with something to lose. <laughs> now, Coach, you don't even know them. Randy. How can you even pretend to talk that way, huh? Okay, Randy. I shouldn't do this. But I'm willing to wipe the slate clean and forget about all of this. I want you to finally get your priorities straightened out, quit hanging out with a bunch of hoodlums, and sign your commitment to your team. Have you done that yet? I'm still thinking about it. No one's paying you to think about it. Just do it, son. You know, Coach, I got to get going. Me and my loser friends, you know, we got to go get Aerosmith tickets. Top priority of the summer. Oh, coach, uh, I forgot. I might play ball, but I will never sign that. <sighs> That's rock and roll. All right, man. Living. Shit. Get my third win. Let's get on the road. Let's go. You gonna come? Man? No. I'm Shotgun. Tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Tired. We'll talk to you later. You guys not going? Yeah. Keys. Time to boogie on out of here. Hey. All right. There you go. So basically, what they, you know, basically, uh, you know, that's it. I mean, he decides that he will play football, but uh, he'll do it on his own terms. And um, that's pretty way, pretty much the way the uh, the movie goes. So there's another uh, story in the movie solved. And um, you know, I I do want to real quick say, 
This is Jerem uh this is uh Jason London. Mallrats was his brother, Jeremy London. Um I think a few people are getting it confused, but this was not the same London brother in this movie. People mistake him for the same one, but it is not. Uh there's Jason London and Jeremy London and um this one was Jason Mallrats was Jeremy so uh there you go but um there you go he decides he's going to play football but only on his own terms throws it back at the coach but uh and that's that i mean that's pretty much most of it uh from there again they're 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 heading off to go get Aerosmith tickets but uh, when Mitch goes in the house, though, he does get caught by his mom. And we'll go ahead and play this part, and then that's the end of the movie right there. Hi, Mom. Mm, okay, Mitchell. <laughs> this is your one get-out-of-jail-free card. So I hope you enjoyed it. Your sister told me everything, so I've decided to make this deal with you. I'm... I'm going to be open-minded about it this time, but next time you come in at sunrise, we've got problems. And, uh, who's this older girl who gave you a ride? She's just like... Have you been drinking? No. Are you drunk? There you go. And that's the end of this movie. Uh, a little slow ride plays. And that's pretty much the end. I mean, you know, we we see the car heading towards uh, to go get the Aerosmith tickets. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Um, I am going to take a quick break. Those of you on downloads will not even know I took a break. But I'm going to take a quick break, see if Anthony can uh, come back or if he fell asleep. And um, on that note, give me, uh, give me a couple minutes and I will be right back. I really think Anthony might have fallen asleep. Um, <laughs> so, in the meantime, I'll go ahead and get the uh, digi nose out of the way, and then I'll wrap this motherfucker up myself. Um, which isn't a problem, obviously. Anthony, wake the fuck up! Alright, I'm not gonna scream and yell. I got kids sleeping. So, uh, I did mention before that uh, Mila Jovovich and Kevin Pickford did get married during this film uh they actually eloped to las vegas and got married um however mila was only 16 or 17 years old at the time her mother had the marriage annulled uh so they did actually do that a little weird but uh it happened uh, so, all right, um, 
Reportedly, one-sixth of this film's budget was spent on acquiring the rights to the uh, the hits on the soundtrack. Um, again, I went through the soundtrack earlier with, you know, Nazareth, Ted Nugent, uh, The Runaways, the Steve Miller Band. I could see where that soundtrack would get pretty goddamn pricey. Um... Early on in filming, Matthew McConaughey's father passed away, so filming actually stopped while he helped arrange and actually attended his father's funeral. So, pretty good that they at least uh, let him do that. <clears throat> that's that's pretty good. Uh, Matthew McConaughey actually has his own production company, JKL Productions. And, uh, the JKL stands for Just Keep Living, and it's spelled L-I-V-I-N. So, uh, you know, JKL Productions is his studio. He did do that. The word man is said 203 times in this film. So, there you go right there. Uh, the beer that they drank by the cast was actually real beer. Uh, Jason London, however, actually refused to drink beer and was trying to stop smoking at the time, which is why we never actually see him smoking in this movie while everyone else is. Um, the The song that Milo Jovovich is playing on her guitar is actually an excerpt from a song called the alien song uh from a song that she actually has from a 1994 album that she put out yes mila jovovich has an album from 1994 called the divine comedy um we've we've mentioned this earlier in the chat but uh we just hadn't got to and yet uh, Vince Vaughn did audition to play Benny, but was turned down after Richard Linklater decided that uh, Ben Affleck resembled resembled each character too closely, so uh, Cole was cast in the role instead. So uh, I guess that's why. Uh, Renee Zellweger auditioned for a larger role as one of the senior girls, but was given an uncredited role. Uh, she was in this movie for seconds, literally just seconds. Um, so, but um, this is also one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite films. Jeez, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> give you a few. Uh, Ashley Judd also auditioned for the part of Jody. Uh, the word fuck only used 59 times in most of the films that we review. It's used over 100. Um, but again, like I said before, if you um, go to the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the IMDb and look up the locations of this film, it uh, a lot of the locations are right there. You can literally just go, you know, and look it up and go right to their houses. Uh, this film didn't do amazing, but didn't do horrible. It did profit. Uh, budget of $6.9 million. 
box office did eight million, and I'm assuming their uh, DVD sales and stuff pretty much was a big help. The movie's sort of become one of those cult movies that everyone uh, you know likes to uh, likes to watch. I wouldn't say this is an underrated movie, but in the theaters, it definitely was um, probably underrated in the theaters. Its bigger kick probably came later, um, and I mean I still hear people talk about it now who are younger than me. My nephews have seen this movie who are you know just you know one's fifteen and one's thirteen. So actually, yeah, so they've seen this you know this movie before, and you know it's it's definitely like I said a movie that I believe is timeless. And will um will always be a well well received movie. I don't think it'll ever be one of those movies where like oh it doesn't hold up today. Um, and as far as a sequel, I've heard people talk about you know oh will there be a sequel? I don't think there will. To be honest, um, I wouldn't mind a sequel to this movie, but. I mean, what are you going to do, Dazed and Confused college years? At that point, I believe you're turning it into like a, like a, like a National Lampoon's franchise. And I, I just don't think this movie deserves that. So um, there you go. On that note, be sure to uh, check out me and um, The Sleeping Anthony uh, every Friday right here will be uh, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast is where to join us. And uh, you can join Shaheen and me Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. You can also join our group at uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash THT Podcast. And don't forget to join Shaheen and J. Cat Morris of Yakuza Kick Radio. They uh, they usually go on around uh, 7.30 Eastern Time on Sunday nights. They talk a lot of the indie stuff, the, uh, the indie stuff that uh, Shaheen uh, talks about on, my sh- on uh, our show. And really, he uh, I don't go to those shows, so... Um, Definitely join him for the indie wrestling stuff. And uh, appreciate everybody listening. And on that note, we will see everybody next week. Lady, y'all. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box.